Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number Smart Bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort your Sleep Number setting. The Climate 360 Smart Bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Special Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. This can be controversial, but I would say don't rely on floaties and puddle jumpers to keep your kids afloat because these things, you know, they really can give us a false sense of security in the water and they can easily come loose or deflate and they teach children to float in a vertical position, which is the opposite of how our bodies actually float. And so when they start to rely on these things and if they ever do fall in without them, it can be a really dangerous situation. and welcome to the Parentologist Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Kim. The Parentologist Podcast is a show about everything parenting with a therapeutic twist. I have a doctor in psychology and am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a registered play therapist, university professor, writer, and mom of two. Each episode of the Parentologist Podcast focuses on a variety of topics related to parenting, family, children, and mental health. I'm glad you're here. On today's episode, I have Jenny McQuiston, the Goldfish Swim School co-founder and visionary. She's a mom of four and an Olympic trials qualifier. It's amazing. Jenny has a degree in early childhood development and family studies and is the thought leader in designing and executing the brand's proprietary science of swim play curriculum, which focuses on teaching swim and safety skills while building character through guided play. Jenny has been featured on the Today Show, Reader's Digest, Romper, Livestrong, and many other media outlets to help build awareness surrounding water safety and drowning prevention, as well as to empower women in business to follow their passion. Jenny, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes. No, I I, I have to tell you, my my kids love Goldfish Swim School, first of all. So um, we we actually had a lesson yesterday and they just fell in love with with the school. They fell in love just um, with, with swimming, really, um, which as a mom makes me happy because I know we were talking a little beforehand before we started recording. But as a mom, I think swimming has obviously, and you can share more about it as we go along, but so many benefits, um, obviously just physical fitness, movement, I and mean, so many things. Um, but also as a mom, Mom, you know, every time they get near water, it it makes me a little anxious, especially since my son specifically isn't the strongest swimmer, or at least the most confident swimmer. He has the skills. He just isn't confident enough to use them yet. And mm-hmm. it makes me a little nervous when they get in the water. And I just have to say that yesterday when they were at their lesson, um, their instructors, everyone made it so fun and playful that after their lesson, my son was begging me to go back for another one. So, um, oh, yeah. So-, <laughs> <laughs> so good to hear. And yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's half the battle is just getting them there. And I think, you know, we spend so much time saying, don't go near the water, be careful, be safe. You know, and so it's like sometimes we build these things up in our kids' head, which it, it should be a healthy respect of the water, but it can be a scary thing. And so as much as we can, um, you know, ease that fear and just make it a fun and playful event, then that's that's what we're there to do. And obviously it's a serious subject and we're learning serious things, but, um, you know, to ease the mind and make it fun is kind of our goal at Goldfish. 
Absolutely. It made me as a parent feel secure. Um, and I know they had a blast. So um, you're definitely doing things right over there. And, you know, the main reason we're talking today is because May is Water Safety Month. Um, so we're talking about, you know, um, learning how, like I said, to respect the water, be safe in the water, um, drowning prevention, etc. So I want to pick your brain a little bit on, you know, what are some drowning prevention tips to help parents keep their kids safe near the water? Obviously, spring's coming. Our spring's here. Summer's coming up. There's going to be a lot of people on vacations, maybe even I have a couple friends putting in pools in their backyards that can be ready for the summer. Um, you know, there's community pools, all sorts of things. But how can we keep our kids safe um, from, from drowning in the water? Sure. I mean, there's a there's a few tips, obviously, but my number one is really just enroll in swim lessons because quality swim lessons have been shown to reduce the risk of drowning by 88%. And so just getting in a swim class and learning these basic safety moves, um, you know, going over the simple skills, they seem simple to us, but it isn't always for little ones, you know, how to hold onto a wall if they fall in and how to climb out safely and how to roll on their back for a breath if they need a rest or a breath while they're swimming. These are really simple things for us, but they're really lifesavers and um, they're going to learn those things in swim lessons. And so um, practicing these techniques over and over really helps increase the muscle memory and it's just really important. So I would, you know, obviously that's my number one, um, but there's other tips too as well. I, I I know this can be controversial, but I would say don't rely on floaties and puddle jumpers to keep your kids afloat because these things, you know, they really can give us a false sense of security in the water and they can easily come loose or deflate. And they teach children to float in a vertical position, which is the opposite of how our bodies actually float. And so when they start to rely on these things and if they ever do fall in without them, it can be a really dangerous situation. So if you need something um, to put on a child for safety or if you're in an open body of water or unpredictable water, search for a Coast Guard approved flotation device. And, you know, this is a life jacket that's met all the regulations that the Coast Guard has set in place and it can keep the kids safe. Um, pay attention to a proper fit in something like that. But, um, you know, I would advise to stay away from those floaties and um, really rely on swim lessons and actually learning those swim skills. Um, Another thing we talk about is bright colored swimsuits. I know it's something silly, but we were actually just on spring break with my kids and they're playing in the ocean and it was pretty wavy. And, you know, I have four kids and my sister has six. And so I'm like trying to watch everybody and count heads. And it was so helpful to have a bright colored suit. And so you can find them, you can spot them easily, um, you know, and it's just a simple tip, but it really was helpful. Oh yeah. That's Um, so smart. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, another thing that we always talk about is just having a designated water guardian. And so this is someone that's in charge of watching the kids at the pool. You can alternate, we say every 30 minutes, but you know, so many drownings happen when someone else thinks someone's watching their child. And so, you know, it's easy to get distracted. Our phones are ringing or, you know, texts come through and you can look away and an accident can happen really quickly. So always having a designated water guardian. We actually have tags that we, you know, I know it seems like a little silly, but then you know someone's in charge of watching the pool, whether it's a babysitter or a grandparent or a parent that um, their sole job is just to be making sure the kids are safe in the water. No, not silly at all. That's actually very, very smart. And um, I, yeah, I want to, <laughs> I want to start, you know, having, you know, tags and things, because like you said, I think a lot of times, I mean, I've talked to so many moms over the years and them saying, well, I thought so-and-so was watching and I thought, you know, yeah. and, mm-hmm. or they say there was 10 people right there, right by the pool. There was 10 adults standing around the pool, but apparently no one was watching that particular child or, or maybe had their backs turned or something like that. And to have yes. a de- designated water guardian, I think it is so smart. And I love what you said about the pool floaties because, 
you know, my kids have used pool floaties in the past and it did give them a, a sense of confidence in the water. And when I'm thinking about when a child's drowning, when I'm kind of visually like, you know, thinking about that in my head, you know, mm-hmm. they're in a vertical position. If right. they're on their back, they're going to be floating, right? But if they're yes. in a vertical position, that's how they usually drown. But like you mm-hmm. said, when when kids are wearing those pool floaties, you get it, you know, Walmart or Target or whatever, they're in a vertical position. And right. so that's how I think kids in their in their mind, that's how they're conditioned to think of how they're supposed to swim or be in a pool, right? Yes. Um, but that's the one thing, if they have that false sense of confidence without the floaties, that's how exact that's exactly how they're going to drown. Yes. So I never exactly. thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really, I know. And I mean, I talked to so many parents who tell me their kids just love the water and they love to swim, but they've never actually swam without floaties before. And so it's wonderful for kids to love the water, but you also do have to have a healthy respect for it that, you know, if you're not in the right position, your body does sink. And if you don't float the right way, you know, you are going to sink. And so it's just, it's learning those basic things that, you know, it's, trial and error in a safe setting, you know, in a swim class where the teacher can correct the head position and teach them how to float and how to keep their eyes down. So their body actually floats, um, you know, in a horizontal position and just simple tips that um, they're not going to learn in floaties. And so it's really important to get those lessons and get them trained and on the techniques of how to swim. Exactly. And and because I know, I mean, obviously there's statistics out there and I'm sure you know them better than I do, but you know how quick it can happen. I mean, within seconds, a child could drown, right? Yes, I mean, yes. I mean, that's the terrible thing about it. It's a silent killer. Um, you know, there is no sound typically associated with it. Um, and they can drown in as little as 20 seconds. And so that's something that I don't think people realize. And it doesn't have to be a big body of water. I mean, drownings happen every year and bathtubs and toilets and, you know, puddles even. Um, And so it's just something to be very aware of that it can happen quickly and it's silent and um, you just have to be very aware. So, yeah, I mean, there's certain things you can look for um, as signs of drowning because oftentimes it doesn't look, it's not like the Baywatch movie where the person's like waving their hands saying, that's typically not what it looks like. You know, they're, um, it's silent. They're usually have a very, um, no, no emotion on the face because the body's in survival mode. Um, there's ladder kicking involved where you don't hear or see anything. It's just a silent cry for help with a ladder kick. And typically their mouth is like at or below the surface. And so it kind of looks like someone's playing sometimes and it can be very deceiving where someone's actually in real trouble. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's just terrifying. Obviously, yeah. you're a mom and you know, it's just, it's it's terrifying. So, um, yes. you know, water safety is just such a priority um, for myself and everyone, every mom I talk to, I always try and advocate, you know, for that, you know, when they say, oh, what should I sign my child up this this summer for classes and art class? And all those things are important. I mean, I, I love a well-rounded child who has tons of interests, but right. first and foremost, I, I think safety and, and swim lessons definitely is, is at the top of that priority list. Um, now, I know Goldfish Swim School has implemented a safer swimmer pledge. Um, tell us more about that. I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. I actually saw it for the first time um, when my kids took their lesson um, and they were really excited about it and they wanted to color the, you know, they have a piece of paper and they wanted to color their pledge and, you know, yes. they, my son can't read yet, but I was reading it to him. And But tell us what the pledge is and, and tell us more about, you know, why you do it and, and what it's for. Sure. Yeah. So we've launched our second annual Safer Swimmer Pledge campaign. Um, We're really trying to bring greater awareness to water safety and obviously drowning prevention, but just making it fun and something that the kids can get involved in. So throughout the month of May, families are really encouraged to take the pledge and promote the importance of the parent-child conversation around water safety because that's half the battle. I don't think people understand, um, you know, what a danger it is. I mean, it's the number one 
cause of unintentional injury-related death for children under four. And so, you know, usually you think of car accidents or all these different things that can come to mind and um, swimming is really at the top of that list. And so just making it a conversation and talking about water safety. And so um, we're really trying to get the kids and the families involved. So they can visit the Safer Swimmer Pledge landing page or pick up a pledge like you did at a local goldfish. And um, families can just sign to join the cause in promoting, prioritizing water safety. So there, and you know, they also get like a little swag bag. They get, we have a prize. So we have, they, they say the pledge. I've done it online. People are posting it on their Instagrams and we have um, a couple ambassadors that I can talk about as well, but um, they enter to win the Safer Swimmer prize packs. Um, and this, some of these include a year of free swim lessons at Goldfish. And then there's actually a grand prize, all expenses paid, Safer Swimmer Golden Family Getaway. So they get to go to Disney World or a Caribbean getaway or water park um, destination. And we're willing to commit $5,000 to the family's getaway where they can practice and show off their safer swimmer skills. So we're really excited about it. And then additionally, we'll donate $1 to the USA Swimming Foundation for every pledge that's made. And that's the philanthropic arm of USA Swimming. Um, So they support swim lesson providers with resources and materials. And they also um, give grants to various places all over the country, just allowing the opportunity for every child across the country to learn how to swim, whether they can afford it or not. So that's a really cool um, piece that USA Swimming does. And then, yeah, we have like a bunch of perks. You know, families will, they'll get a promo code for 25% off of any Speedo USA purchase. And then an additional 10% um, give back to the USA Swimming Foundation, which is something very cool that Speedo is doing. So we we have some brand ambassadors that um, we're really excited about. And we have world champion swimmer and Olympic gold medalist, Ryan Murphy, um, who is, you know, really talking about the pledge. He's um, posted about it and really helped promote it. And then four-time Olympic swimming medalist and first African-American world record holder, Cullen Jones. He also works uh, in Speedo or at Speedo um, as, you know, I would say his day job, but he helps us out and he's really been promoting um, his son takes lessons at Goldfish too. So he's been awesome. And then we have our local pediatrician, Dr. Molly O'Shea. Um, She's from Birmingham Pediatrics and Wellness Center. So they're all really just working together to help promote this, get the word out. And we just need to be talking about it because I think it is, like I said, one of those things that we're just not vocal enough. I don't think the education is out there of, um, you know, what a, I don't want to call it a killer, but because swimming is such a wonderful thing, but what I know. one of those things that has, it's a double-edged sword where if you don't know how to swim, you know, it can be very dangerous. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love everything that you're doing. Um, I love obviously, you know, how you give back. I mean, that's, a, that's a, I love working with companies that give back, you know, or even yeah. going to company, you know, like investing in, let's say swim lessons at a company that I know that gives back and, right. um, and that puts something like this, like water safety, you know, at, at the utmost importance. Um, Cause it is critical for, for, for children, for everyone to learn how to swim, you know, for their own safety. So, um, right. but, but, you know, as a parent, you're a mom, how can parents have conversations with their child about water safety, especially if they are little, you know, um, mm-hmm. I know some lessons can start really early um, and kids can be in the water really early as infants even. Um, But how can parents start conversations so kids know how critical it is and how important it is to to respect the water and, and learn the safety skills? Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to make it a fearful thing. You want to make swimming enjoyable and something that they look forward to. So you want to aim to be truthful, but also make sure it's age appropriate and using scenarios of stories to help share the information, but in an age appropriate way. Um, One great conversation starter about water safety is just reviewing family water safety rules, whether you have a 
pool in your backyard or you're going to be visiting pools over the summer. Um, just making sure that your family talks about those rules together before you just let your kids loose when you get to the pool. Um, you know, you want to make sure that there's always an adult with them swimming and just simple things like making sure that they have someone with them at all times. You always have a buddy when you're swimming. Um, so simple things like that, no diving in shallow areas and um, just bringing up the conversation that way. But also just what they, you know, making sure they know what to do in case of a water emergency. So a lot of times children and even adults, their first instinct is to, if they see someone struggling in the water, they're going to jump in after them and try and help if they know how to swim. And that's a lot of times how double drownings happen. And so we use a little saying saying throw, don't go. So throw a noodle out, throw a barbell, something that can help them float, but don't jump in and try to save the person because mm. they're in panic mode, they're in survival mode, and they can take you down with them, unfortunately. And it, it happens all the time. So just simple things like talking about rules and making sure that everybody knows what to expect and um, how to call for help and things like that. Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't think about that, about going in and, and trying to save someone. That, that would be my first instinct, right? I mean, I think that's kind of everyone's first instinct. But um, yeah. but I love that tip. And that's, you know, so great because obviously that can happen, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, I mean, I'm a play therapist. Um, I, you know, I my, my work revolves around children and play. And so yes. it is an enjoyable um you know, recreational sport and it's, um, it's playful and kids have so much fun in the water. And I mean, my kids, especially, I mean, they're always asking to go to the pool. We have a community pool and they're always asking to go. And sometimes, you know, I kind of hesitate because I'm like, oh, it's just so much effort. Like it's so anxiety provoking, provoking right. for me <laughs> to go, right. no, I get it, yeah. <laughs> you know, but they love it. And so I want them to, I don't want that to change. I don't want them to have anxiety about going. I don't want them to have anxiety or fear about getting in the water because, you know, that's not the goal. You know, the goal right. is for them to have fun. Um, but like anything in life, you know, even crossing the street, you know, and looking both ways before you cross the street or hold someone's hand when you're crossing the street or, you know, anything um, when it comes to safety, uh, those expect those behavior expectations still need to be taught. And like you said, they can be taught in a way that doesn't evoke the fear, but just lets them know this is the expectation for when you're around the water and we need to be responsible about that. Yes, absolutely. So, um, absolutely. Now, I know I brought it up just a, a tad bit earlier, but <clears throat> how how early can a parent sign their child up for, for swim lessons? I know I said infant, but I was kind of just throwing it out there because I remember taking a mommy and me class years and years and years ago with my daughter and she was pretty little, but... Um, you know, how often, you know, or how, how soon can a, a parent sign their child up? Sure. So the American Academy of Pediatrics really recommends swimming lessons for all children starting at age one, but you can teach a baby as young as four months. And we start at four months at Goldfish. And I just think it's really important that they have that introduction to the water at a really early age, because there's no fear for a four month old, you know, they're just like, right. comfortable. the water's warm, they're bonding with mom or dad or grandma, whoever it is. And um, so we really believe in starting them early. And as with all things, children grow and learn at different paces, but it's important to introduce them to their water early on and they can gain comfort, confidence. They also learn important water safety skills in our baby classes as really young ages, you know, they are floating on their backs and they're learning the position that their body floats in and how that feels. And we're singing songs. And of course we make it fun and enjoyable. And it's really one of those only, the only things that you can do with a baby that young, um, as a activity, I would say, because, right. you know, they're not doing like a gym class or a, you know, they're not able to walk yet, but water is something that any age can go in. And so I think, um, you know, it's really important in that skin to skin contact and just the soothing. I mean, my kids all started really early, of course. Um, but yeah. they would sleep so well afterwards. They would eat so well afterwards. Like, <laughs> they, like my favorite day. I'm like, I know they're going to get a good nap. In. <laughs> it was 
it's, it's a mom win too, right? Yes. I mean, it's a win for the child and for the mom. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I know. I'll never forget my first, my oldest son, the first lesson he ever took, he fell asleep. Like as I was, we were getting out of the water and I'm like showering him and he was already sleeping in my arms. I have pictures of it. And I'm like, I remember being like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I need to do that. And we we need to do some classes every day, I think. I could definitely use that extra time. But no, really, it is. I mean, it is the water itself, I think, is soothing. It's very like kind of um, I'll say it's meditating, but you know, it's 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 very soothing, obviously, being in the water. It's very therapeutic, obviously. And just with all the movement, you know, getting that physical exercise, that movement, you know, being in the water, I think um it is also really beneficial that 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 helps kids, you know, not only soothe them at times, but also get out some of that and en- energy that they have. And sometimes some kids have a lot more energy, <laughs> like my son, yes. who um it's it's hard to tire him out, but um, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you know, the the pools at, at Goldfish are 90 degrees. And so it is kind of like a warm bath. And, you know, if they start learning those skills, like being on their back can sometimes be uncomfortable for a young child, depending on their ears and having water in and out. And sometimes it's just not their favorite position. But when you start it early and they learn how to even go underwater really early, like you'll see if you ever watch a real young baby class um, at Goldfish, these kids, they come, they go under smiling, they come up smiling and, you know, cause they've just been doing it forever. And so that's no big deal to them. And so I think sometimes when we see these kids that have this real fear built up, it's when they're older and they haven't ever learned at a young age. And there's lots of reasons for that. No judgment or at all, but it just, that's when you're going to kind of start to struggle with some of those power struggles or fear and anxiety of what it feels like to even go in there because they've never done it. Um, so just starting at an early age really takes away that fear and it just becomes kind of a routine and something they're used to. Exactly. Exactly. Now, my next question would be, how often should a child be taking swim lessons? You know, is it something, you know, as they, you know, let's say they learn the skills young, you know, and they're, they're, you know, growing up and should it be a constant? I mean, obviously constant probably would be better, but, you know, obviously there's finances involved, you know, there's different things that kids want to do, you know, they want to do dance and they want to do art and soccer and all sorts of things. So sometimes I know a lot of parents I talk to say, okay, you can do one thing this season or one thing this, you know, this year or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but to definitely get refreshers or things like that should, if you're not going to do it constantly year, year long, um, mm-hmm. would you suggest refresher courses even, you know, every summer or a couple months out of the year just to keep those skills growing? Yeah. So, you know, our typical lessons are 30 minutes once a week and you pick your day and time and you have it until you choose to get out of it. It's kind of a perpetual program is our model, but that doesn't work for everyone always. And so, you know, we're, we're open to other ways to teach these kids as long as they're practicing these skills. So of course, like you said, swimming year round is best, I would say, but if you can't fit it in, you know, some of our schools, actually most of our schools now offer jumpstart clinics, which is something we offer during either holiday months or all summer long, pretty much at all of our locations, we offer them. And that's like a full week of classes, um, 30 minutes each day, just consecutive days instead of only once a week. And so you're still getting it's our same curriculum. It's just smushed into a week instead of, you know, um, progressing through it as, as you go through the weeks. So it's really, it's very impactful, I would say. And these kids really progress at a quick uh, pace because of that repetition. And it's like anything, it's like piano or learning a language or anything. I mean, the more you practice it, the better you're going to get. And so that repetition is so key in our curriculum, especially. And so jumpstart clinics are a great way to fit it in if you have a really busy schedule. 
I love that. I love that you offer that and that there's options, you know, um, for yes. parents out there. Now, speaking of the summer, I know you just brought up how you offer it, you know, during the summer months, especially um, May through August accounts for two thirds of annual childhood drowning incidents, which makes sense. You know, the, the weather's nicer. You know, people are on vacations more. You know, they're they're swimming in the in the pools more because the weather's nice. Um mm-hmm. You know, should would you suggest? You know, I know you offer these these um, jumpstart classes, but would you suggest that children take lessons? You know, prior to May each year um, to to make sure that you know during this time period where they are going to be in the water a lot that they have that preparation. Um, you know, to to brush up on their water skills or wait until something like summer for like a like a camp or something like that. Or would you suggest kind of even being more preventative and maybe doing like March or April? Maybe you offer that too, but March or April in preparation for these really busy swimming months. Yes, I mean honestly, like I said, swimming year round is the best way to reinforce it. And I mean, I could relate it to anything, but let's say we're trying to get swimsuit ready, you know, and we're like, okay, I'm going to do a crash diet, you know, like right before right. vacation, you know, it's like, instead of just doing a little bit every day or whatever, you know, a couple times a week where you're really kind of building up that stamina. And so, you know, of course, like we said, people have busy schedules, but the more you can prepare, because it is a mistake I will say that a lot of people make is that they want just to cram it in right before a vacation or something. But again, like, right. you, know, you can't learn it and it's a progressive skill. So swim lessons really are, like I said, about repetition. And so if you're not practicing this on a daily basis, on a very often cadence, I would say, um, you're going to lose the skills. And so we always say use it or lose it because it's true. And that's with swimming and with a lot of other things. So I would say as much as you can, if you can fit it in, I would prioritize taking some lessons all year round. And, you know, we do offer spring jump starts and all those things for busy people. But most of our clients that take those classes are also in a weekly lesson, but they just want to do like an extra boost, you know, leading into right. summer. And so just make sure that all those skills are fine tuned and it's going to make everybody's summer <laughs> better. You know, you're not that worried Absolutely. parent the whole, the whole time. And obviously you have eyes on your kids, but there's a certain fear when you know they don't know how to swim and maybe their friends all do. And you're so nervous that they're going to get out of your eyesight and, you know, slip into the deep end. And so just having that comfort and peace of mind, knowing that they have some skills that they can use if they get in an emergency situation is really comforting, I would say. Exactly. Oh, of course. And, you know, I'm all about being preventative. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've known multiple families and again, no judgment because, you know, sometimes it, it, you know, it takes a little bit of a scare maybe to, to get someone involved in something like this um, where they've had a little bit of a scare and then say, oh, I, I should put them in swim lessons now. And right. I'm thinking, no, switch that framework, you know, switch your mindset and be preventative and be proactive instead of reactive and, yes. you know, get them involved before something might happen, especially you mentioned friends in the pool. I remember one of the first times my daughter went swimming with friends and it was a completely different experience for her because she's so distracted. It's like being in a car by yourself is different when you're driving in a car with a bunch of your friends and the music's loud and everyone's talking. There's much more, many more distractions. Right. And I feel like the pool is a little bit the same way when, when children are in the pool with their friends, you know, like you said, people are tugging on each other. I mean, there was one time one friend kind of grabbed her kind of around the neck, you know, and, and was kind of like trying to pull her in the water, but she, you know, was starting starting to, you know, go under the water because, you know, they're, they're, they're rough playing in in the water and roughhousing. And it's, it was a different experience than her just kind of being, you know, playing calmly by herself versus having friends, you know, do all these sorts of things together. And it, um, you know, and she needed those stronger skills to, to keep up, you know? Yes, absolutely. 
Um, yeah. Now, speaking of confidence in the water, we touched upon it just a tad bit earlier, but I didn't know if you had any more advice or suggestions. Um, my son, I had told you before we started that um, he's he's had lots of experience in the pool, but his confidence level, and my daughter went through the same thing too around that age, but I don't know if it's, I mean, maybe even age appropriate at certain ages developmentally, it, it, you know, that, that, that part in your brain switches of, oh, this could be trouble, you know, versus like you said, when they're real young, they don't have any fear at all. (laughs) And then as they get older, they realize, oh, something could happen. And, you know, there is a developmental switch in that, but um, he, he lacks and she did too, lacks a little bit of confidence that they can be in the pool without floaties or they can be in the pool, um, you know, without being scared or, or scared of something happening. So how can parents build a child's confidence in the pool, especially if they are starting a little bit older, how do they kind of get past that? Right. So at Goldfish, we really believe in positive reinforcement. It's built into all of our lessons. It's built into our curriculum because, I think it's just those simple little successes, I would say. If you celebrate those, then the child is really ready to try, take that next step. You know, I mean, even if we start out with real fearful kids, I'll just have them put their chin in the water just for a second. And then you just make a big deal and high fives and, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And then it's the nose and then it's like a cheek or, a, you know, and before you know it, they're willing to be like, okay, I can do this. I might just try dipping my whole head under. And so we really celebrate the little things and positive reinforcement is so important. So talk up the benefits of swimming and swim lessons and the instructors and the school and stay positive about swim class. And even if you're both a little bit nervous, because I'll be honest, as much as I've taken a million kids underwater, I was a teacher for our schools for so long before I had my own kids and I could dunk anybody else's kid, like no problem. <laughs> but then when it was my own, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like they're having a bad day. I don't know. You know, so it's, yes. it's <laughs> you're nervous too. And so you kind of have to fake it to make it. And just yeah. make it fun, make it exciting. Don't be nervous or try to hide it, at least if you are. And, you know, lots of hugs, high fives. Um, that goes a long way. And then just commit the time because mastering swim skills takes time, as we talked. And so learning how to properly execute the skills, it, it takes persistence. It takes practice, just like anything else. Um, and so if you don't use it, you lose it, like I said. So just like keep that conversation going and keep your lessons at a regular routine. Because a lot of times we'll maybe get a parent that complains. And they're like, my kid, my kid isn't succeeding or excelling or they haven't moved levels in a long time. And then we'll look back at, you know, how often they actually showed up to class and we're like, well, you came once in three months, you know, so it's like right. that consistency and, and then you'll start to see results. And so it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, there are those kids that learn how to swim in one day, but most of the time it's just that consistency and coming every week and, or whether it's a jumpstart clinic and just making that commitment. So, and then practicing, I mean, we recommend practicing at home in the bathtub and, getting that fear, you know, maybe it's a real shallow bathtub and they're putting their face in there and then they can actually gradually do that into a deeper pool or a bigger pool, but starting small and just celebrating and making it um, just part of your routine at night when the bath or the shower, just getting their face wet and all those things that you can do at home. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's so important. And I'm, you know, I worked in um, many, many, many elementary schools teaching positive behavior support programs. And so I'm all about positive reinforcement. Um, I advocate it all the time in a lot of my parent workshops and whatnot. And um, I'm I'm all about like sticker charts and just all the things. But um, I did notice when my kids were at their goldfish swim school swim lesson, um, that every time they finished a task, you know, going down the pool, you know, doing some kind of stroke or whatnot, Every time they came back, the instructor gave them a high five. 
Uh-huh. Um, and I, I loved that. I noticed that, you know, obviously I was, I was very in tune with that. And um, I thought that was amazing. The kids loved it. They felt, you know, very rewarded by that. And then after they were done with their lesson, um, they were given a ribbon, um, a little ribbon. Um, uh, they had different sayings on it, but <clears throat> um, my kids thought that was the greatest thing ever, especially my daughter. She held on to that ribbon all day after her swim lesson uh-huh. and, you know, came home and showed her te- to her dad and she put it on the fridge and I mean, she was so proud of herself for getting this ribbon, for doing a good job that day. And that was the first day. I mean, she's taken swim lessons in the past, but not like this. I mean, she the yes. day that she did her goldfish swim school lesson, she did the backstroke for the first time. She did a side stroke for the first time. And she was just so proud of herself because of that positive reinforcement. It goes such a long way. So I'm so glad that you do that. It's amazing. Oh, that is so great. Yes. The ribbons are always fun and they have little fun sayings like, hooray, hooray, I put my face in today or whatever it is. And the kids go crazy. And sometimes they just want it for the color. Like the girls like pick their favorite color and I want this one and I don't even care what it says. All the, you know, the ribbons go a long way. And then we give, we, so we believe in something called the science of swim play. And that's kind of a philosophy that we've coined and um, proprietary to goldfish, but we just believe in teaching through fun. And obviously you do as well with what you do. And it's just kids learn through fun and play-based learning is so important. And especially in something a scenario that can be kind of a scary setting at first and they might be nervous and they're without mom and dad for the first time. And so we have, you know, a theme each, we call them celebrations each month that we change up and there's a toy associated with it that they get to bring home with them. And um, whether it's just a tattoo or a little plastic duck or whatever it is, but um, we have all sorts of fun little ways that we play or use the science of some play. And so we use it in our lessons. Like if they're trying to work on big arms, we're like practicing throwing a baseball really high in the air and just little things that take their mind off of what they're actually doing. And they start to just have fun and forget that it could be scary. Um, So that's really something we believe strongly in. I love that. Well, you are, you're already answering my next question, which is, <laughs> you know, what um what makes, you know, Goldfish Swim Schools so unique? Obviously, your curriculum is very unique. You you helped create, I mean, the curriculum yourself. I mean, this uh, you were you obviously you're 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 the visionary and, and the founder and um and you co-own, you know, one of the locations and you've taught at the location and you you've you're in it. So, what makes Goldfish Swim Schools so unique? I know you've already mentioned a few things, but anything else you want to add to that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, it was created by parents for parents. I mean, we have kids ourselves and so we know what works. And, you know, as we had more kids, we learned our lesson. Like I remember in the beginning, we didn't used to give makeups because we were like, well, what do you mean your kid fell asleep in the parking lot? Like wake him up, you know, and now I'm like, never wake a sleeping baby. Oh my gosh. I can't believe we didn't used to give makeups, you know? And so just a little bit like that, but, um, you know, we understand parents' lives are busy. And so we understand that sometimes dad is bringing his daughter and can't go into the women's locker room with her. And so we have family changing huts that they can take their kids in all at once and everybody can get changed, you know, and you're not worrying about sending them into a big locker room by themselves. Um, like I mentioned, the the science of swim play is really important to us. And so just that play-based learning with lots of rewards, lots of high fives. Um, we do, since we are indoors, uh, it feels like a tropical beach house. So it's bright and cheerful and um, the water's 90 degrees, the air's 92. And because it is indoors. We can run lessons all year round. So unlike some outdoor programs that, you know, the kids are freezing and shivering, um, we try and keep it shiver free and fun and bright and colorful. So yeah, we also offer some things on the weekends. We have weekly family swims that are open to members and non-members. And even during the week, sometimes every, every school is a little bit different what their schedules are like, but we try and offer a place for kids to practice and just have fun in the water and not as structured of a setting um, where we bring out the toys and 
they can, I mean, I used to pack a lunch and we'd hang out for, you know, an hour in between lessons um, in the middle of the day. So it's kind of a fun activity to do. And so we really believe it's second to nine and what we can offer. And we love what we do. And we try and make it a place of, of fun and learning at the same time. Yeah, I love that. And obviously, I love the play-based learning part of it. And and I did. It, it, I did notice how tropical it was and, um, you know, how the how colorful it was. And I noticed all those things. I mean, obviously, what I do for a living, I <laughs> I noticed all those things. But um, and then I know I, this is going to sound maybe a little silly, but um, my kids love – there's a little station that had, like, surfboards as the bench and the, those little stations where they have hair dryers. Yes. And my kids thought it was the coolest thing to stand on this little surfboard, you know, chair area – and and dry their hair after their swim lesson. They had their hair dryers on for like 15 minutes. They thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it's, just, it's, it's it's sometimes it's the little things that really make such a big difference. Um. And anyway, so I, I could go on and on about you know all the things that they loved, but um, you know there was little picture areas. There was a there was a little um, uh, I guess a fish aquarium with a couple of goldfish in it that my son just yeah. could not get his eyes off of. There was a little book station where there was tons of books where he could read. Um. There was just so many um, aspects to it that made it so inviting um, where parents felt safe and secure and kids just loved it. So um, oh, now one thing before we go on to, to where parents can sign up and, and, and um, <clears throat> learn more, more information, um, I just want to, you know, since it is Water Safety Month, um, I just want to add one more statistic uh, of how serious you know, water safety is and in, in, in why we're here and the message we're really trying to get across about, you know, drowning prevention, um, that drowning remains the number one cause of unintentional injury-related deaths among children ages one to four, taking the lives of three children in the United States every single day. To me, that's just astonishing. I mean, it's yeah. it's heartbreaking, you know, really. So I know this yeah. seems like an obvious answer, but I want to ask you, do children that have swim skills and lessons um, reduce the risk of drowning? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, and I think we all kind of knew that before, but a few years back, the USA Swimming Foundation did a study on it, actually, and just confirmed all of our thoughts. But um, I think I mentioned this before, but that I would say quality swim lessons um, can has been shown to decrease the risk of drowning by 88%. So it really is incredibly important for families to prioritize water safety and drowning prevention to best protect their children from potential pool and water dangers this summer. And it's just, it's something we all know, and it seems like a no brainer, but I know not everybody has access to you know, a, a swim camp nearby or a place that they can take lessons every day or anything, you know, but anything you do is better than nothing. And so whatever, um, you know, lessons and techniques that you can give your kids, um, it, it's just, it's only going to help them stay safe this summer. Absolutely. And you offer, um, I say you as in Goldfish Swim School, um, offer um, classes for children, as you mentioned, four months to 12 years. Um, so I want to ask you, where are Goldfish Swim Schools located? Um, I know you have, you have your website and people can look it up themselves, but I know you're in some very specific states. Um, can you share those with us? Sure. So we're currently in the process of expanding through franchising um, opportunities throughout North America. So we have more than 125 schools open and an additional 110 in development in more than 30 states and Canada. So you can find wow. a school near you by visiting our website is probably the best place to go. Um, and it's www.goldfishswimschool.com backslash locations to find one near you. Wonderful. And um, you're headquartered in Michigan. Is that right? 
Yes, yes. That's where our franchise offices um, are located. Okay. So I don't know, just a little backstory. I was actually born in Michigan. <laughs> oh, no way. Um, yeah. So um, even what though I'm city? out here in Southern California now, but I was actually born in Michigan. So I have a very a, a soft spot. So when I learned you guys were, were from there, I was very excited. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, that's so fun. Well, my sister lives in Southern California, so we go out a lot. I love it there, but um, and, and you need to bring some sunshine here because we're not. It's yeah. Just <laughs> Especially the time of year. It's a little, little hit or miss, but, um, but I love that. I mean, I love that you're Midwest, you know, um, you know, born and bred really. And now you're expanding out. And there is, if anyone here that's listening from Southern California, I have a lot of listeners from from this area as well, since I'm here, um, that there is a swim school in Southern California um, that I've been to, like I said, and and absolutely love it. So yeah, please go to the website. Um, and that's where parents can sign up for lessons, right? They just go to the website. Um, I actually, you know what, I wanted to mention, I have a um, landing page for listeners today. If they want to sign up for a lesson, you can go to www.goldfishswimschool.com slash Dr. Kim, and then they can uh, sign up for a swim lesson there. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And we're actually offering a free trial lesson at one of our participating schools on there. So yes, check out that landing site. That would be great. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Jenny. Um, it's just been such a pleasure to talk to you. I hope that everyone listening today, you know, really, uh, we really hit home the importance of water safety and the importance of taking lessons and, you know, educated, you know, others on how to do that, how to build confidence in water with children, using play-based methods and things like that, everything that Goldfish stands for, um, and and that they'll take the pledge. I hope everyone out there will will take the pledge, honestly. So I'm, I'm hoping that we'll encourage them to do that by listening to this episode. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I enjoyed talking to you as well. Thank you for joining us today. I can't wait to have you back for more. Make sure to subscribe to the Parentologist podcast so you don't miss an episode and make sure to tell your friends. This podcast is not intended to be a replacement for therapy. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please call 911.